You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. You know, to discover our God-given purpose is so vital to, a, to having a life that counts. And, and I really believe that, that the Lord was, was directing every aspect of today's service from the praise and worship and, and Steve uh, selecting that song and talking about how important it is for us to submit ourselves to God's plan and his direction and, and his purpose. It, it's, it's, it's vital for that because as far as purpose goes, we all have purpose in, 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 in different things. When you go to Tucson, when you go to town, there's a purpose that you go to town usually. Either you're going to go get groceries or maybe you need to go to a medical uh, appointment or whatever it may be, but you have a purpose in doing so. And, and, and so it doesn't change uh, no matter what we're going to do. But what I want to specifically talk about is for us to, to grab a hold of the purposes of God. And for us to allow the Lord to direct us in our lives. Because until we do that, we will never experience God's purposes. And that's what I want to title the first part. And I want us to go to the, a passage in the Bible where God calls a man to his purposes. And it, I think it really speaks to all of us as far as how we embrace God's purposes and, 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 and how we are as people. Because he's going to show us things and he models things that we all do. All of us have either a problem with it or we make dif different, uh, uh, you know, we wrestle with his purposes. And I want us to look at that. But first of all, I want us to pray. So let's go ahead and, and, and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for every person that's here in this second service. And I just ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you will uh, be with me as I, as I present the message that you've, that you've given me for, for us today, Lord. I ask that as always, that it will be clear and, and uh, very understandable. But more than that, I pray that it will be empowered by your spirit, Lord, to make an impact in every, every soul that's here. And so as we leave here, I, I pray that, that we can leave different. And we won't just hear the word, but we'll do the word. We'll, we'll, we'll live it. We'll live it out. And so that's my prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. So as we go to Jeremiah, we're going to look at Jeremiah. And we're going to go to the first chapter, and I want to start out in verse 4 and, and read what God spoke to, to this man, this prophet. And it's really going to help us as we, as we start out the year and we start out embracing to experience the purposes of God, okay? So, so it, verse 4 starts out the, like this. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you, in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. That's very, very important for us to grab a hold of because it tells us that before we were born, God knew who we were, and God fearfully and wonderfully made us. And as we're growing up, it's so important. We talked about primary ministry. We talked about youth ministry. It's very important that we know that every child that walks in these doors has been made by God, and they're made with a plan. Amen? So he said, I consecrated you. I've appointed you 
a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak because I am a youth. Man, that really goes along with the theme that we've started today. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand, and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant. May God give blessing to his word. So there's four truth, four biblical truth that I see from, from this passage for us to experience God's purpose for our lives. And, and, and as we go into these four truths, I want for us to grab a hold of something. First of all, we're looking at a passage from the Old Testament. And, and the Old Testament God was revealed to us in the New Testament through Jesus Christ. Amen? Anyone agree with that? So God is a very, I mean, Jesus is a very essence of God. And so in the Old Testament, the, God does not change from the New Testament. And in the New Testament, the last words that Jesus gave to his disciples, some of the very last words were, I, all, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, I want you guys to go and I want you to make a difference. I want you to make disciples of all nations. Amen? There's a purpose for you to be here. And, and, and I want for you to baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You're going to immerse them in me, and then they're going to be changed and transformed. Someone say amen, because that gets me excited. And then he said, I want you to teach them everything that I have taught you, he told the apostles. Teach them everything that I have taught you so that they will have purpose. With God, we have purpose. And so as we look at the Old Testament, we always need to look at the Old Testament through the lens of the cross of Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is a game changer. Jesus Christ changes our lives for his glory. And so as we look at the first truth, I want us to grab a hold of this. The first thing is, you were born with a God-inspired purpose. Every one of us is born with a God-inspired purpose. None of us are the same, but God loves us all the same. And with Jeremiah, he, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you, Jeremiah, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I consecrated you. You are special to me. And it's so important that we understand that because every person that we ever run, to is run into is important to God. Amen? And we are important to God. I was going through social media uh, this week, and I, I read that, that last year in 2014, if I, I hope I got this right, but I, it's, it's about right, there were over 300,000 babies that were aborted. Now, it, hurt my, it hurts my heart. It breaks my heart. Because when you think about it, every soul, every person is important to God because they're special. You see, beloved, every person born has a potential to change their world for God. I got a phone call yesterday and 
And uh, I made a phone call because I had heard of some news that was going on in my family and um, spoke to a family member and more, more than anything listened to him at first as he was telling me about what's going on in his life. And in his life, one of the main things that happened is one of his best friends took his life this week. And so as we were talking, I said, you know, I heard about this, and, and I'm here to, to, to just offer you encouragement and pray for you. Now, his best, one of his best friends, this guy, had a very high position at a, at a mining uh, a corporation. And on the outside, he looked like if he had everything, everything was going great. And he said, I don't understand this. And in his text to me, he said, I cannot accept it, what happened. That he took his life, and I was able to talk to him and say, you know, sometimes what's going on on the outside is not what is really going on on the inside. That's why as, as uh, Steve was led by the Lord to sing that song, Everlasting, change me from the inside out. Because sometimes we really look good on the outside, but on the inside we're really dying. And some people take that step and, 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 and take their life. But that wasn't the extent of it. That's just a part of it. So not only did his, one of his good friends uh, uh, take his life, but he also he just purchased a beautiful travel trailer. And he had it parked in this, in this place where, where he put it, as, you know, he, he parked it in this travel uh, uh, trailer park. And, and he came, they called him up and they said, did you take your travel trailer home? He said, no. Well, someone took the liberty to come and pull up to it and they stole his travel trailer. Now, they don't understand this family member of mine. He is big and he can kill you. And so he was really upset about that. And, and, and in my conversation, I said to him, you know what? It's not worth you doing something that you're going to regret the rest of your life. You see, all of us can make a change in someone's life by speaking the word of God to them, the truth of God, and the peace of God to their life. When we got done talking, he was much better. And then we prayed, and he was much, much better. And he sent me a text late last night saying, I love you. Thank you so much for being there for me. You see, all of us were born to make a difference in people's lives. And people need for, for someone to make a difference in their life. All I, all I know for sure is the devil knows that we can make a difference, and that's why he plays havoc with children, and he plays havoc in the family unit. God, God wants to, for people to know how special they are. The devil wants to tell you that you're not special. The devil wants to, to tell children that it's their fault that, that things are going the way they are in their families. He wants to tell them that, that you know what, that there's no hope for them. And, and he wants to play havoc, not only in children, but in the family unit. And we're called, beloved, to make a difference in their lives. Just like Jeremiah was called to make a difference in the lives of those that he was with. The devil tries to say that you're a mistake, but there's never a mistake with God because every one of us were fearfully and wonderfully made. And in my conversation, as I kind of just think, re, revisit that conversation, in our conversation, and he's talking to me about those people that stole his, his, his uh, travel trailer, and, and as we talked about, you know, it's, they're narrowing it down, and it all has to do with people that are addicted to drugs. They're, they're meth heads. 
And, and he says, you know, they're, they're, they're no good for nothing. And I said, well, uh, let's, let's just, let's revisit that. Let's revisit that. They're pretty special to their parents. And their parents love them. I said, you know, when my kids, when they make wrong choices, that doesn't make me stop loving them. They're still very special to me. Are you with me? I said, and so not only are they special to their parents, but they're special to God. And I said, have you ever made a bad choice? And he says, yeah, I've made many bad choices. But I want you to think about it. Does God ever stop loving you? Let me apprise you of something. He never does. And our parents never stop loving us. In fact, when our, when our children are making the worst choices is when, our, when we as parents hurt the most and offer more love for them. Amen? Amen? And we can talk about our kids, but you better not be talking about my kids. Right? The Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he put it like this, but even before I was born, God chose me and he called me by his marvelous grace. People around Paul didn't think that, think that he was special. But he knew that God had chosen him and he called him by grace. And beloved, I'm going to tell you something that I want you to grab a hold of and put it in your bank account, in your, in your emotional bank account, in your spiritual bank account. God never created us to live a perfect love, life. God never created us to live a perfect life, but he created us to live a life full of purpose. Think about this statement. God never created you to be perfect. Only God is perfect, and you're not God. But he did call us to live a life that is full of his purposes. And we reveal the perfect, purpose, perfect God through our weaknesses. Amen? Through our failures, through our, through our shortcomings, we reveal the perfect God because we draw on him, and he's always there for us. Pastor, how do I apply this to my life? You're asking yourself. How do I apply this? So let me give you, let me give you born with a God-inspired purpose application. How, how are you going to do this? The first thing is you have to take steps to find your God-inspired purpose. you got to take steps. If you're here today, you're taking the first step. You're saying, you know what, I want to go to the house of God. I want to hear what God has to tell me so that I can begin to have a life full of his purposes. Amen? Jeremiah said the word of the Lord came to him, meaning that Jeremiah was actively seeking God's voice. And we've got to do that. We've got to be able to discern the voice of God. The second thing I want you to, to think about, you find it through prayer. Simply put, prayer is communication with God. How do you pray to God? The way you talk to people. You just talk to him. Lord, I, I, I need to hear your voice. Lord, I need to know what you want me to do. Father, I'm here to find out what your will is for my life. Prayer is how we discern God's voice, and it's how we voice our concerns. If you don't pray, you'll never experience the answers that God provides. When, I, when we were going through the, we're still in the I Give campaign, but I was seeing the, 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 how we were doing, and I was saying, Lord, we need a miracle. And as I spent time with God, God assured me through prayer that he, was, he would meet our needs. When I pray for my young adults, God always answers. When I pray for people in the congregation, God always is there. So the way that you find your purpose, you have got to start spending time in prayer with God. The third thing, you find it through reading your Bible. His word is a lamp unto our path. 
Everything should be based off his word. Notice that Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came to me. The word of the Lord comes to every one of us when we read our Bibles. My daughter and my son-in-law have been at our house because he just got out of the Marines and, and it's, it's, you know, they're, they're transitioning. But we have a Bible study weekly. And it's amazing. My, my son came from Safford, so we sat around with reading the Word of God. And God answers everything we need through His Word. If you want to know God's purposes for your life, you've got to open up His book. You've got to open up your tablet. You've got to open up your smartphone and let God begin to speak to you through the Word of God. The fourth thing is you need to find it through confirmation of a trusted friend. We all need trusted people in our lives who will confirm God's purposes. In fact, God will always give us confirmation through, through other people. Amen? If you talk to someone and you go to them and you say, you know what, I, I, I need to see, I'm seeking God's will for this, this uh, situation that I'm going through. And if they come and they say, you know, let's pray about it, I'll, I'll pray and see what the Lord speaks to us. And, and if they come back and they say, you know what, I have a real peace. I really believe the Lord is directing you in that path. And if you've got two or three people saying that, God is probably confirming his purposes for your life. Now, if these two or three people say, I think you're nuts, then you probably not, don't go that way. Amen? So you find his purposes through confirmation of a trusted source. The second truth is this. Number two, quit making excuses and embrace God's purposes for your life. Do you know that God hears so many excuses? God never called you to be full of excuses. He called you to be full of purpose. Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't speak for you. I, I, I'm too young. And the Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you, and you must say whatever I tell you. Jeremiah said, I can't. God said, you can, and you will. You see, there were other great men and women in the Bible who did the same thing. For example, Moses pleaded with the Lord. He said, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have, have been. I, 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 I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. Anyone ever made that excuse? I have. Lord, you know how I talk. I can't communicate real well. They're not going to be your words. They're going to be my words. Some of us live our lives making excuses. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too dark. I'm too light. We sing the wah, wah, wah song, right? Wah, wah, wah. But I think that God's telling us, and I think he's speaking this to a lot of us today, get over it. You'll never be able to accomplish the purposes of God by making excuses. The Bible tells me that God never chose people that were perfect because he would never have found any. He sent the perfect one so that he could die for our imperfections and through him we could live out the purposes for his glory. But we have to quit making excuses because that will get us nowhere. In fact, if you make excuses, you'll put a shackle on God's ability to do the things in your life that he can do. I love the way that Ben Franklin put it. 
he said that he that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. And, and Benjamin Franklin, he, he didn't have time for excuses. He was, he was too busy uh, launching universities. Pennsylvania University, Penn State, was, 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 uh, was launched by Ben Franklin. And he was too busy uh, discovering electricity. He was too busy flying kites. <laughs> right? And he teaches us something that's important. Excuses are not good for anything and they're not good for anybody. We all have a God-given potential, and we can never reach it without embracing the purposes of God. And I love the way that the legendary coach, John Wooden, put it. John Wooden said, said this, never make excuses. Your friends don't need them, and your foes, they won't believe them. Our friends, our family, they don't need to hear your excuses. They need for you to be honest, first of all. I don't want to do it. Most of the time that we make an excuse, think about it, it's because we don't want to do it. Because the things that we want to do, what do we, what do we, we do them. Amen? So the purposes of God, if we embrace them, we will, we will do them. So listen to what good old coach, the wizard, John Wooden said. Purpose number three, the, the, the third truth is this. Don't let fear deter you from experiencing a life of purpose. The Lord told Jeremiah, don't be afraid of them. And I love what it says, don't be afraid of them. In other words, there's going to be people in our life that sometimes are going to bring upon you, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're never going to make it, you're, you, you can't venture out in this. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and I will rescue you, declares the Lord. He made a declaration in Jeremiah's life. Not only can fear keep you from living out God's purposes, it can also become an excuse for you not fulfilling God's purpose in your life. Man, I'd love to hear an amen because that is so true. What happens here is that God's purposes are presented to us and we will say things like, well, God didn't call me to do that. I don't feel called to this or I don't, I don't think that I'm led to do that. A lot of times, it's not that you're not called to it. A lot of times, it's because we're fearful of it. And there were things that have come into my life, and, and I know that God's directed me in that area, and, and, and fear has come. And the biggest thing that I've ever done is just push through that fear and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you, even though I don't think I can do this. I'm going to trust you. And every time God has shown up, and I have been able to do those things that had me fearful. So here's what I want you to do. I want you right now, in your, in your outline, write down the one thing in 2015, the biggest fear that you have. What is the biggest fear that you have? What is paralyzing you from fulfilling what God wants you to do in your life? Because I believe this, beloved, that you can conquer that with the Almighty God. You can conquer that with Jesus at your side. You know, a lot of times um, people say, uh, you know, don't go to, to, to Guatemala. Don't go on this mission trip. Don't go here. Don't go there. And, and uh, Benny, has our, one of our elders, Benny Silva, is, is uh, talking to two orphanages in Mexico right now. And we're getting ready to launch two trips to, to Mexico. And I'll tell you, you're going to hear things like, are you going to Mexico? Are you crazy? 
You're going to Guatemala, are you crazy? But I'll tell you, it doesn't matter where we go, things can happen. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of, is that if God is with us and if God is leading us, God, things are going to happen. Amen. If, if, if Nelda and Jerry had not taken a step of faith and, 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 and started a Bible study and said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do here, but we're, we're going we're gonna to take a step of faith and probably fear came on them and all kinds of things, they would have never witnessed what's happened here at Living Word Chapel. So praise God that you overcame that fear. There are things in your life, beloved, that are going to try to paralyze you with fear. But you'll overcome it through Jesus. You'll overcome it through not allowing excuses to come into your life. God spoke to Isaiah, the prophet, and Isaiah had to go against Jezebel. He had, she had to go against all these different uh, uh, devil-led people. And he was fearful for his life, but this is what God spoke to him. He said, do not fear, for I am with you. That in itself, I'm, I'm going to go on to the rest of it, but that in itself tells me James Reese, that no matter what I'm going through, God is going to be with me. Do not fear, for I am with you. I'm never going to leave you. And then it goes on to say, do not be dismayed. Don't, don't, don't fret. Don't get all nervous about this, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Notice that God never told Isaiah or Jeremiah, you got this on your own. He always told them, I have your back. And beloved, God has your back. If you're going to fulfill his purposes, you're never going to do it on your own because they are his, not yours. And when you do them, you're going to do them through the power of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and through the mighty, righteous right hand of God, and it's going to be good. See, I'm believing this for you, beloved. I'm be believing this for me. 2015 is going to be a year of amazing things. Witnessing the power of God, but you're never going to witness the power of God without trials. There's going to be things that are going to happen in our lives that are going to rock our world. They happen every year. No one ever dreamed that that good friend of ours, good friend of my, uh, my brother's dear friend of mine, no one would ever thought that he'd be where he's at right now. Rocked our world. But if God is with us, we're going to overcome no matter what comes our way. Relationships in here, you're, they're going to be hit. They're, your relationships, you're going to have to take proactive steps to, 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 to conquer the, the, the wiles of the devil as he tries to come in and rock your world. But with God, you will be able to overcome. Challenges in our health will come our way, but through the power of God, we will be able to sustain and we will be able to overcome. Amen? Because of who God is in our lives. Jesus told his disciples, I am with you always. I will be with you till the end of the age. And I think that's something we need to grab a hold of. And, and here's the thing, beloved, is, is a lot of us will do whatever comes easy to us and we'll be successful. But God never called us to be successful at what we can do. God called us to be successful at what he can do. And I love the way that, that Francis Chan put it. Francis Chan, a, a great pastor who's taken big steps of faith that people have said, are you crazy doing this? He said this, he said, our greatest fear should not be a failure but of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. 
Sometimes our purposes aren't God's, and that's a horrible place to end up. Amen? This year, let us, let us embrace the purposes of God, and let's see where he takes us with that. Number four, the fourth truth. God has called you so that he can empower you to fulfill his purposes. Not only does God call, God also equips. Not only does God send, he also empowers. Not only does God order, but he also gives us direction. He told Jeremiah, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdom. Now he's talking to this man. He's young, this Jeremiah. He's a young man, and he's talking to him. He says, I'm going to give you authority over all of these things. And Jeremiah's going like, what are you talking about? Every single one of us that have named Christ as Savior have been appointed with the authority of the Almighty to make a difference in your life and in the lives of others. Doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what state you're in. God is with you to make a difference. And then he goes on, he says, to, to pluck up and break down and, and to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. And I take that to heart. I believe God has called us to pluck up and break down the wiles of the devil, to break down the walls that are that, of unforgiveness and the walls of bitterness, and to bring in and to plant the heart of God in people's lives. We get to be a part of that. And we are not defined by what we were at one time before we came to Christ. We're defined by what Christ has done for us on the cross at Calvary. And we're different. And we're, we're game changers. We're life changers through the power of the name of Jesus. Have you ever grabbed a hold of that? I'm going to tell you right now because I can see this in some of you. Young people, the devil is trying to steal what God placed in your life, and you're losing that specialness that God placed because the world will try to make you conform to its mold. That's my third part of this series. We're not called to live like the world. We're called to make a difference in our world. Amen? Because that's what Jesus did. And that's what God does. And he empowered, he empowers every vessel that he calls. The only thing that will keep you from fulfilling God's purpose in your life will be you. It's not God. Because, can I sing to you? Because our God is able. He's able I know our God is, I know our God is able to carry, carry us through. Amen? I'm not a good singer. That's why I married my wife, because she sings real good, you know? No, the reality here is that God's called us to make a difference, and he's empowered us to make a difference. And I would say this to every single one of you. Don't leave this church service without embracing his power. Quit making excuses. Don't live in fear. All of us have fear. But don't let fear paralyze you. 
Let God empower you and let, him let you overcome. I love the way that the psalmist put it. He said, the Lord, the Lord will fulfill his purposes for me. Notice what he said. The Lord will fulfill his purposes for me. Quit trying to fulfill your purposes. Embrace God's. And then he goes on, he says, your steadfast love, O Lord, it endures forever. God is going to love us every step of the way. And he says, don't forsake the work of your hands. Lord, we know your hand is great. We know you can do what no one else can do. About a month ago, I tweeted this, and, and I was in a conversation with someone we were texting and, and this individual young adult was texting me and, and some, said some really nice things and we were talking about God and his plan and he said I, 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 I know that I have strayed off of his plan at times but I just I'm, I'm, I'm at this place that I want to grab a hold of everything God has for me and so I tweeted something that the Lord kind of placed in my heart and my mind and I said God has a plan and it includes you and it's a good plan. It's a good one. But you have to embrace it. God has a plan. And it includes you. And it's a good one. But you have to embrace it for yourself. Amen? Who will? I pray all of you will. So here's the application for you. I think that, that you could do this 2015, especially... Those of you that, that have said, you know, I, I want to make uh, uh, the local church a, a, a great purpose for me. I want to take that step and, and make church a, a commitment, which is, I think, the greatest thing we could do. The first thing I would say is uh, embracing God's empowered purpose. How do, we, how do we apply that? The first thing is you need to find out your unique shape. Because all of us have a unique shape. And after Christmas and New Year's, we have a little big, bit of a bigger unique shape. So we're going to work on that. Right? So the shape is spiritual gifts. We all have a spiritual gift. Amen? We all have a heart. In other words, we all have a passion for something. We don't have the passion for the same things. But we all have a passion for something. And then we all have different abilities. We all have a different personality. Amen? And we all have different experiences. And so what I would like for you to consider is in March, we're going to have our 301 class. And in that class, you will be able to really, really begin to hone in on what your unique shape is. And I think that that will be a wonderful starting point for you to find the purpose that God has for your life. The, the, the third thing that I want for us to grab a hold of before we leave today is do not let fear control your life. Do not let fear control your life. That thing that you wrote down, what are you fearful for? Say, Lord, I'm going to conquer that with you. Make it a priority to do so. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Father, uh, without you, I know that there will always be a void. There will always be a lack of purpose in my life. Thank you, God, for giving me true purpose. True purpose in life through Jesus Christ, my Lord. 
I choose today to embrace your plans. I choose today to make my plans with you at the center of them. I also embrace your power so that I can fulfill all you have called me to be. All for the glory of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray this in the name that is above all names, the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, the Lord of Lords. Amen. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.